Yo, 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 Addicts gang. Gee, what is laughing, Ellie? Um, we are back. We are back. Um, doing a super coach pod. We've uh we've promised we would do one every fortnightly or weekly, but um it's been four weeks, Witty, and uh that you know what they say. Loneliness makes the heart grow fonder. Is is that it? Or something like that? Anyway, how are you? Great start to the pod. I think it's um absence makes the heart grow fonder, and it certainly has. I've uh I've missed it out. I've missed potting with you, what can I say? It's uh yeah. Busy lives, but once again, Supercoach takes priority. So good to be back. Yeah, I even I can't believe I fucked up that quote. I love that one. Anyway, um let's let's just uh talk the listeners through our trades and ranks history from round one to four. Um you want me to start or do you want to go first? All right, I'll kick it you off. You can start. Um, <laughs> round one. I went pretty poorly, 77k to start. Uh, I can't really pinpoint what went wrong. I think it might have been Fife, might have been Flanders. It might have been not owning Sheasel. It might have been all those things, James. It wasn't a great start for me. Um, so my oh Josh Kelly got concussed. Sucked. Um, so my round one trades were Kelly, Flanders, and Fife out to Dacos, Golden, and Sheasel. I mean, it turned out pretty well, and then. Round two, I jumped up to 35K, so uh, pretty much halved my round one rank. And then I went Hopper, Doherty, and Chessa to Jay-Z, Warpool, and Setters. Uh, Zeeble, obviously Jay-Z. Um, I kind of regret this, but I kind of don't, because I jumped on Warpool, and what's he done since? Like 45 and a 75. Setterfield and Zeeble have been pretty average. I think I just got sucked into the mid-pricer thing. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing. Maybe if I could take it back, I wouldn't have done the hopper to Warple trade. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll sit on that. Um, and then last week I did McRae and Philippou to Harry Rouston and Clayton Oliver. And I went from uh, 35K to 29K to 20K. So I've been uh, climbing each week, but... Very trigger happy on the trade button down to twenty nine trades before this week. Um, Witty, what what have you been up to? I'm currently at twenty k. I think I'm just ahead of you. I think. Yeah, so I think we've had pretty similar trajectories to start the year. Uh, started off with a cool eighteen fifty in round one, really, really setting the tone for the season. Coming out at a cool ninety one k. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't ideal. I think I can't, I don't have the the depths of memory to recollect where it all really went wrong, apart from the Laird captain probably didn't help me with a cool half century from him. Uh, so I think that was probably the main thing. Uh, then not picking Clary uh, probably hurts, not only in round one, but obviously through the rest of the year. And then trades after round one, well, obviously T. Stu got injured as well. So that obviously wasn't, wasn't ideal, uh, but it did lead me to get Nick Dacos, so I can't complain too much. So round two trades were Stuart and Hopper yeah, for Dacos and Goulden, who hasn't been bad, but hasn't exactly set the world on fire yet. But probably overall not my worst call, um, just because Hopper got injured and then obviously shit out of 75 on the weekend. Uh, after round two, we halved our rank up to 43K, so not the worst. Uh, best round to date, that one. And following that one, obviously Steele got injured. So it's a common theme in this. I haven't had a I haven't had a week yet where I haven't had to make an injury trade, I've just realized. So that week was Steele, Chesser, and unfortunately had to say bye to our our boy Tanner Brune, who Chris Scott just doesn't seem to think exists, unfortunately. Uh brought in Zebel, who's been okay. Um, I think he'll still be pushing top six. Uh, defenders or forwards, wherever we end up leaving him. Uh, Brennan Chandler, who I know you missed and uh, rapped about. And then Darcy Cameron, that is a feed into my next injury trade. Um, next week or the week after, wasn't the worst, uh, up to 29K. So as I said, very similar trajectories for our teams this season so far. But again, DCAM uh, injured after we brought him in wasn't ideal, but did allow me to bring in the LDU. Uh, given he 
hadn't gone up yet. Obviously, he'd laid out that game. And then this week, down to 22K overall. Thought it was going to be a better week than it was, but some sort of mess scores from our mids, namely Bont, McRae, LDU, Laird, didn't really help the ranks after we had a good start with Nick Dacos VC. But this week, uh, looking at 30 trades available, so not ideal, but I guess I think that's going to be it's probably a lead into what we're going to talk about later on, sort of a lead into the way we're going to play this season with the the 36 trades, just trying to be trying to be as aggressive as possible and go balls to the wall. I think when you start off 90K after round one, it's really the only way to do it. Yeah, agreed. Um, like, I don't love... I think I just... I really messed it up starting my team. Like, I picked Flanders 5, um, Hoppo, who I traded out. Um, I just really didn't think 5 would fail the way he did. But, um, yeah, I think... We'll lead into this, like uh, what we're seeing so far. I'm seeing that people and myself are very reactionary this year because you have to catch up. And if you didn't start Dacos, well, you had to get him in. If you didn't start Team English, well, you had to get him in. Clayton Oliver, similar. And then Jordan Dawson, we're seeing this week. Uh, people are giving up arms, legs, firstborn sons to get Jordan Dawson. Um, It's just, it seems to be, a very low scoring season and the the few handful of players that are going bananas um are really helping those teams get to the get to the top so you well for me i've basically done what i can to try get them and to a degree it's been good like i did get dacos i got sheasel um i got clayton last week we started english shout out us that was the one good thing we did um yeah, I wish I didn't jump on these mid-prices in round two. Um, Warpool and Setterfield mainly. That I think I got sucked in there. But, um, yeah, what what are you saying? Because the main thing I'm saying is people have to jump on these premiums um, because they're going to bite you in the ass if you, don't, if you don't get on. And that's what, what I've been trying to do anyway. Yeah, it's an interesting point um, about, you know, what would once have been described as chasing last week's points. And I guess it's a fine line between knowing when you are doing that and when you're just admitting that you messed up by not getting somebody and getting them now is better than watching them shit on you for the rest of the season. I think that's really a a bit of a look into the crystal ball. Like, you know, Jordan Dawson could turn up and just stink it up for the rest of the season, you know, who knows. But in all likelihood, given his role and his obvious you know capabilities it's probably less than likely although now that i've jinxed him who knows but i think you're right in terms of getting him this week isn't the worst idea um he's pricey but i think it's i think his game on the weekend was was unbelievable and he's got potentially the best role in Supercoach. you know starting in the middle getting the cbas and then going back to set the kickouts it's you really can't ask for a whole lot more than that um i know for me it's it's situational with who everybody has in their teams and how they're performing. I think if I had a, if I didn't have Ridley and I had somebody performing a little bit better, it would be a question of not wasting a trait for an extra maybe 10, 15 points. But the way Ridley's going and the way that Bomber's back line sort of functioning with Redmond taking a lot of the points and the kick-ins is sort of making me think now might be the time to pull the trigger on that especially because Ridley might be going down again this week and Dawson's probably only going up. So I think it's an interesting one. In terms of Larry, um, yeah, I think he might be a bridge too far for me now. I think I'm going to wait for the game where he inevitably gets tagged and then look at getting him a couple of weeks after that. But I think Stewart's an interesting one. Um, had a pretty good game yesterday. Um, was doing pretty well at halftime and then the ball was literally just not there for basically the entire third quarter and the rest of the game. So pretty hard to score points when a ball lives in the your forward 50 as a defender. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll go there. Um, Cause a lot of people are going to want to know James, who do we, who do we trade out? Who do we trade in? I mean, that's the, I mean, do we trade? What's the trade um, strategy moving forward? So if, 
Uh, breaking news, by the way, listeners, Sam Doherty out for four to six weeks with an MCL tear, I think I've read. Um, so, Witty, if you were someone with Sam Doherty and Jordan Ridley, which is a lot of people, I think, just scrolling the Twitters, um, how are you playing this strategy? Are they, they're both, well, Doherty's obviously a trade. Uh, is Ridley a trade this week and who are you targeting? Is it just Dawson and T Stu or is it uh, maybe Luke Ryan, Brennan Cox? <laughs> who are you going for? So I think for me, he's a trade because it works. It works in the sense that I can go Jones down to a either a Gilby as a 102k probably play, or as we just said, maybe a Chincotta who could come in for Doc, which would be really fortuitous to be honest but you know I think either way going Jones down is probably a good idea and there aren't really any options at all that are actually like on the bubble and look okay so I think this week I am looking at Dawson it it really is just a do you value the what did I say it was earlier like 48k or something 38k the difference between Dawson and and T-Stew I don't know like it's it is valuable, but I don't think it's like the end of the world. Like, I guess it's a question of how much more are you willing to pay for, you know, potentially how many more points. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think at this stage I'm going towards Dawson just because I have the means to get him. But I think if you don't, then getting T Stew is definitely a good idea. I think trading out Ridley, if it means that you have to trade out somebody that's doing okay, um, that you're happy enough with, then it's probably not the smartest idea but for me looking at my team at the moment if i just pull this up now um yeah for me liam jones at the minute you know break even a 36 um he's 260 now i you know i'm looking at it going right how much more is he really gonna how much more is he really gonna make me you know especially when dawson as we said break even a 67 this week um, playing at home, gather around, could go absolutely bananas on, well, I think it's Thursday night, and then just completely put him out of reach while he while he keeps scoring. Um, and, like, that role doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. I can't see any reason why it would change, um, especially after the game that he just played. So I think, for me, that's a pretty, that's a pretty logical one to do. Um, but I think if you're moving a... I don't know if I had to move a gin before it, for example, it's not something I'd do because I think he's still got he's still got plenty of money to make and he's shown the ability to put out a big score. Yeah, well, um, yeah, let's go there. Um, if people don't have Nick Dacos, Tim English, Clayton Oliver, are you endorsing them just doing what they can to bring those plays in? We'll throw Dawson in there as well. These are the ex- expensive guys that are just dominating um which ones like who would you say just go get them no matter what like joel for example shout out um doesn't have dacos english dawson he has oliver yeah he's got clayton but he doesn't have those three would you just tell him do what you can to get dacos in english and see what happens or like what what strategy would you play right now Well, I think Dacos has got to be your number one. He's only 590K. He's owned by, I think it's 66% of the competition or something like that. And so I think not having him is just costing you week on week on week at the moment. Whereas the other guys are a little bit more expensive. Um, and so it's a little bit more understandable that, that they'd be harder to get. Um, and especially now that we've got the, the Doherty news, I think it's just sort of paves the way for people that didn't have T-Stew and go to Dacos to now go Doherty to Dacos. Um, and even if you had, you know, I'm trying to think of the other defenders people would have. The only one I probably wouldn't trade him to would be Sicily. Um, I'd be holding on to, I'd be holding on to him, but yeah, I can't see really a situation where you wouldn't be trying to do everything you can. If you have one of those players that are sort of like a bit, mm, bit like you're not too sure about a la Ridley that you wouldn't be going to a, to a day cost before he before he becomes really 
um, really difficult to get. Um, I just want to ask because I think I think I would I would rank them Dacos obviously first. Uh, but a lot of people have Dacos. So if you don't have Dacos, I I personally would go Stewart just for the the price factor, and then Dawson if I'm making a defensive upgrade. Um, I personally don't believe in the Luke Ryan's, Adam Sards, Jake Lloyd's, uh, Brennan Cox, Liam Bakers that are dominating right now. Uh, do you think any of them are legit? The ones I just named. I'll throw like Jack Sinclair, Will Day. Mason Redman, um, any of those kings tickle your fancy, or you're just going get one of Dawson, T. Stew, and call it a week. So I think I'm an unashamed Will Day fan, and so I think he's definitely one you could look at, uh, especially at that like markedly cheap, like he's 140k cheaper than Nick Dacos. So I think if it was any of them, you'd be looking at him. Uh, Adam Sards looked really good through four weeks. Um, He's doing what he's always doing, but you know, he's he's kicking seems to be a lot better. Still not uh still not ones I'd target though. I'd be looking fairly and squarely at your Nick Dacos. If you haven't got the money, maybe a Will Day. Um but yeah, I yeah, the other guys I wouldn't be looking to bring in yet. Um Luke Ryan obviously started the season on fire and has that proven scoring history. Um but then, yeah, like Adam Sard is the same price as Nick Dacos and he's in 60% less teams. Like if you don't have both of them, you just, I think you're just hurting yourself by not picking Dacos and just creating a reverse pod for yourself. So, yeah, I think it just minimizes your risk profile a lot if you if you go Dacos. But if you think Adam Sard can average 120 for the rest of the year, then I mean, you know, go for your life. But yeah, I think it's a far, far riskier play than just bringing in Dacos, if he's somebody that you don't have already. Your new best friend, Adam Sard, met him on the weekend, I'm pretty sure. Um, you're a big beast. But um, yeah, it is it is a very interesting conversation. So some people might have this uh, dilemma. Uh, two trades, so from Doherty or Ridley, do you waste two trades to get Dawson Stewart or one trade to get Will Day, uh, seeing that he's, you know, Touch wood, he's not suspended for his tackle. I don't think uh, people are on Twitter. I, oh, you go. I think he probably. I think he probably gets a week, but that I think that helps to be honest. Well, it it helps if you don't have. Oh, does it? Mm. It's probably an argument either way whether it helps or not. Um, if you were trying to go to him from a Jones or somebody, then it probably does help because it gives you an extra week to get you know him some cash and then maybe a Davy or a fill a poo-poo some cash but if you're going to go from a Ridley then it probably doesn't help you yeah so I mean Will Day probably gets a week and it makes his decision very easy uh, just to trade Doherty to uh, Dawson Tom Stewart Nick Dacos uh, take your pick uh, Ivan Rank Dacos Stewart Dawson um, we'll move on James I'm just going to read out some uh, players names you tell me trade hold or what you think the best move is. Uh, we'll start mid-prices. Uh, James Warple, thoughts? He was good in patches yesterday, and patches was the key word. Um, he still can't kick, but good in patches. I don't know. It, there seemed to be periods of the game where he was everywhere and then long periods where he you wouldn't have known he was on the field. Um, what's his... You'd know better than me just because he's in your team. What's his break even look like at the moment? 350K. I think his break even is 80. 80. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. I guess the question is, where do you, where do you go? If you're going to get rid of him, who do you go to? Well, that's the problem I have right now. Cause I, uh, JVR, is what's his name? Jacob Van Ruin is looks like the only person that is worth bringing in, unless you do what you and Joel are doing, which is bring in uh, Sin Cotter or Gilby, just a, a donut that can help you get as much cash as possible and navigate that uh, loopholing, benching, swapping, subbing strategy. Um, yeah, but for me, I think I'm holding Warple unless you can 
somehow get him up to a premium. Otherwise, kind of just chilling out, waiting. I don't think he's going to go down much. I think he's just going to pepper 75 to 90. I don't think he's a must trade out. Once that 45 gets out of his system, he'll be fine. Just sucks that he did score that. But I think definite trade out if you can get into a premium, you know, being Stewart, Dawson, someone in your forward line, midfielder that you like. Um, Otherwise, I'm pretty happy holding for the meantime. Uh, We'll move on to Will Setterfield, 444k, 85 break even. Uh, Some people are jumping off. Um, What do you think? I think he's an interesting one. Um, Obviously, that 147 is going to drop out of his drop out of his system after this week, uh, which probably isn't ideal in terms of cash gen. Um, I mean, I didn't buy into the setters hype just because we watched him for six years be a horrendous footballer at Carlton. Um, although he did look really good in that game against Gold Coast where everybody jumped on him afterwards. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to say as somebody who didn't jump on him, I haven't spent a lot of time monitoring how he's been going. But I think, I don't know, I feel like he's different to, he seems to be different to Warple in the sense that, like, if you picked Setters, presumably you picked him up after he's 147. So he's already made you 95K. So, like, he's, and, like, I guess it also depends on what you expected from him. Like, if, did people expect him to be a keeper or did people expect him to be, make me 150, maybe score the occasional ton and pepper 85 to 90 for the rest of it um, and see if that was enough to get up to get up to 150. But I don't know. I think 80, 85 break even, he's averaging 103, but he's, his median score seems to be around, you know, 85, 90, basically. Um so, yeah, I think you could hold him without, like, sort of similar to Warple. You could hold him and he probably won't lose a whole lot of money. Um, but I think it just becomes then, yeah, do you think he's going to get back to doing what he did against Gold Coast or is that an aberration? I think that, you know, your answer to that question probably dictates whether you trade him or not. But then you've also got to consider, as we said, who do you trade him to, especially yeah. if you didn't, didn't start him. Yeah, well, that's the kind of problem everyone's having at the minute um like where to get the money to move these guys on um yeah i think i agree i think hold setterfield warple and we'll throw this man in jacob hopper break even of i think it's like really low 15 364k i think hold these guys unless you can get to a genuine genuine gun genuine premium that you believe in otherwise just hold i think you know they're scoring 75 to 90 on your field uh, could do a lot worse. Um, Jack Zeeble's a hold. I think he could be a potential keeper. Him and Sheasel will get defensive status soon. I think you can play them in your forward line or back line. We touched on Will Day. Uh, we say happy to bring him in if he's not suspended. Um, even happier in two weeks' time if he is suspended. Um, but, yeah, which. You're are you gonna go you're gonna lock in Liam Jones to him in two weeks or in are you let's put it this way. Will you target Will Day if he is suspended? Like guaranteed. I don't know if I'm targeting him anyway, just because of the way my sort of team's set up. Um it's an interesting like it's an interesting thought bubble, I guess, in terms of whether you try and go Will Day or not. Um, I think one thing we're sort of not thinking about is especially if Zebel and Sheasel, that's um, right there, become backline keepers, then the backline sort of gets a little bit crowded in terms of like, do we go, you know, because in that situation you've got, for me anyway, it would be Dacos, Day, Zebel, Sheasel. And I'm definitely going to want at least Stewart. If not, then a Dawson, if not then a Sicily, if not then maybe a Ryan down the line. So I think it sort of becomes, is he going to be, maybe not quite on the level of those guys, but on the level that 
it can be a D6, like a good D6. Uh, I guess that also depends on how our forward line looks like. Do we want to keep Zeebel and Sheezel in there or do we want to move them down back? And that obviously will primarily depend on who gets uh, DPP, DPP forward status after, was it after next week or week after? Yeah, week six, after week six. Yeah. Is it after week six or before week six? I think they need six rounds of data, right? Actually, no. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it is after six weeks. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's something to think about. I'm at this point because I have the capability to go Ridley up to Dawson. I'm thinking I might do that to lock in another primo, especially because at this point it's only Ridley and Dacos in my back on. So it's you know it's two premiums, and you could you know make an argument that it's barely two. In the sense that you know, is Ridley going to be a top line defender? We're not sure. Um. Yeah. So, Whitty's firmly on trade out Jordan Ridley camp. Um. I'm. I, I I'm kind of the way I'm thinking about these midfield or mid prices. I'm happy holding. You know, he's going ninety. It's not the worst thing. He's not going to go much lower in price. And if I would prefer to get a James Sisley or a Jack Sinclair that are dropping, I might do that instead of blowing my entire load on a Jordan Dawson type because you got to save some room for later, James. Isn't that right? Um, but we'll move on. <laughs> Jason Horney Francis, um, 381K, break even of 40. Um, would you jump off now or would you just ride him a bit longer? Gee, very sexual show right now. <laughs> um, yeah, what's your thoughts on Horn Francis? I think I'll have to put a content warning out for this for this episode. Um, I think like I mean, 95 on the weekend to break him to 40, like, you know, and the 45 goes out of his system after this week. So yeah, I think um I think he's one to definitely hold. Like if you brought him in, you know, it should be because you think you can you think he can score well and make a fair bit of cash. So I don't think he's one you should be jumping off just yet. Yeah, he screams like a Petrarca kind of guy, like scores heaps in wins and kind of goes disappearing in losses. But yeah, I think I think hold yeah. right right the wave while you can. Um Liam Jones, you touched on 260k, uh 36 break even. Are you uh getting out now or you think it's fine to hold? Yeah, I'm trying to get out now, especially with because it would let me go up to Dawson or a Stewart, I think it would definitely be wise to get out now. Um, and that 45 that he just scored, obviously is going to sit in the system for three weeks. So I think it would be would be ideal uh, to get off now. The only issue I sort of have with this is Constable not playing, meaning that we've got no, uh, no cover if we do go him down to a 102K guy. Um, it's a little bit of a worry, but... I mean, the ideal, ideally, Chincotta gets named this week and we just bring him in. Obviously, not ideal. Again, being a guy who hasn't played yet, but from what we saw in the preseason, he looked like he could score okay. And like, I doubt he'll score much worse than Cowan, who's averaging 47.8 anyway. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel real. I feel like I'm answering the same question. I think all these guys, I think I'm on the camp of hold trades this week. I think, um, all these guys are fine. Um, if you've used like six, seven, eight trades like we have, I think it's fine to hold this week. There's no real must-get rookie. There's no real must-get premium in my opinion, uh, unless you're missing Dacos or English, but I think most people have got on by now. Um, yeah, otherwise I'm I'm sitting pretty... Um, yeah, and the last two mid-prices I had down were Tanner Bruin and Sam Flanders. If you haven't got off them by now, maybe just delete the app and come back next year. But uh, if you want to just be a trooper and ride out the season, um, trade them, get rid of them, throw them as far as you can. Um, so we've touched on Doherty and Ridley's premiums. Uh, Doc's a must-trade out. Try get Dacos, Stuart Dawson. Uh, Jordan Ridley, we are... Trading, if you can get to uh, one of those premiums in one trade, in my opinion. Um, if you can't, just chill out until Will Day, potentially. 
Um, let's talk Rory Laird, James. A lot of people hating Rory Laird. Um, just looked at it the other day. If I just had it picked Oliver instead of Laird, my season would be going a lot better. Um, what are you doing with Rory Laird? People want to jump off. He's not doing – what's he averaging? 102 average for a seven. Yeah. It's not great. What What's your thoughts on Rory Laird? Uh, I think I'm just going to continue complaining and not uh, actually doing anything about it. Um, look, it's not ideal, but it sort of is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, look, horrible start to the season, obviously. I think that sort of goes without saying. Um, but, yeah, if I look at well, what does that add up to? You know, without his, like absolute stinker in round one you know he's still averaging what's that probably at least 110 in fact I think that's nearly 120 so like you know a three round average of uh yeah 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 three round average of 119 some good quick maths there um so I think you know I don't see why you jump off him now like if you were going to jump off him the time to do it was before he lost 50k so you know and I still think he's a good footballer like he was still in a hell of a lot on the weekend. Um, despite only scoring 97, I think like I think he's still somebody that you're gonna want in your team uh, at the end of the year. And there's no point now like sort of complaining about him, you know, not scoring the way we wanted it to. We can't change it now. So might as well just ride the wave, I think. Yeah, agreed. And I think if you don't have Laird, 163 break even, I think he's someone you could bring in soon. Would you you'd target him as well? I don't know if I'd target him at 650K. Um, certainly not this week. But, yeah, I mean, if he continues to shit the bed, then there's, you know, potential that he bottoms out. But then there's also the argument that, you know, would you even want to bring him in? So I guess it, I guess it sort of depends on which way you look at it. But certainly not for this week. Yep. Um, I'm just going to list some rookies, just one word answers, James, hold, trade, um, wait, uh, what's another one? Yeah. You, you get the gist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ru- Ruben Ginby. Oh, we're holding. Absolute hold. Definite, definite hold. Uh, not the greatest game. He's not the greatest game he's ever played on the weekend. I think to say the least. Um, but yeah, he's a definite hold. He's a, I think he's a fundamentally good footballer who just had a, a bad game. I think he'll be I think he'll be fine, especially with the state of the back line at the minute. I don't think he's one that we're going to be getting rid of. Wasn't quite a one word answer, was it? But no, anyway. No. Sorry, I was muted. Uh Cam McKenzie. I think it's still a hold, but the trends are worrying to say the least. Um 93 in round one, heap of CBAs, and they've gone down. This is uh this isn't quite sourced, trust me, bro. I did see this on Twitter yesterday. I just can't find the actual can't find the actual tweet, but you know, someone did point out that his his CBAs have just dropped week on week on week since uh round one, which is not ideal for not ideal for his scoring potential, to be honest with you. Uh and so yeah, I mean Again, I, I don't really know who you'd go him down to. I think I think we've got more pressing issues in that midfield, a la sort of your Oscar Baker, your Davey types that look far less like scoring than a McKenzie does. Although even with them, you know, one good score can just kickstart their, their cash gen. So I think it's still very early. Is there anything more annoying than trading a rookie out and then they score like 100 the next week? Probably not. So... um. It's yeah. it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, most of these are holds, but you mentioned Oscar Baker hold until he's ninety three leaves the system, I think. And then Davey, I think we're still holding him. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I mean Oscar Breaker Oscar Breaker. Oscar Baker still a negative fifteen break even. So like he scores fifty six this week, he makes thirty two K. I don't know why you'd trade him now. Um you know, and what with that he needs another twenty K before he's made his one fifty and then you're you're pretty happy. So Davey, yeah, I mean, hasn't really looked like doing a lot 
to be honest. But again, still negative break even. So if he scores these, if he hits his average this week, he'll make about 24, 25K. So that's another, you know, another hold, I think. Um, The next few names are uh, probably more in the trade candidates. So the Amadi Party, uh, Phil Poo-Poo's and Ollie Hollands. Um, you find moving these guys on to grab some cash? Firstly, I'd question why anybody brought Amadi in in the first place, to be honest with you. Um, like, don't get me wrong, great game that he played, but, yeah, I don't really know why he's in anybody's side, to be honest with you. Um, Philip Hoopoo, I don't know, because, like, he looks good, but then he just doesn't score. So, like, and he's kicking goals and still scoring 60s. It's like, what do you, you know, what's what's going on there? Um, yeah. If you do have the Amadi party, that 21 is going to be in your system for the next three weeks. And, yeah, I don't think that would be – I don't think that's probably something that you want to be dealing with. He's only in – he's in 6,464 teams, so 4% of the comp. I don't think it's really all that relevant anyway. But Philip Poopoo is an interesting one. Uh, break him to 20. Is somebody you could potentially go down to a a JVR, um, but I mean he's made a sixty four k thus far, like he hasn't you know done nearly what we'd want out of a a rookie, and he he certainly doesn't look like getting dropped. So I think I don't know it unless you're really you know annoyed about fielding him and taking his sixties, and I don't think it's like an immediate sort of trade out, but I guess the other question is, do you think this is a general question and a question to you? Do you think Van Roon is like so much significant, like so significantly better that you need to have him? Well, that's the thing. I don't love him because he's a key forward. And it's just like it's kind of kind of risque. Um, I think holding Phillips, holding long, holding Ashcroft, um, holding the Kemeniti, Fergus Green, the Radigalia types. And I think you should be looking at trading Mackenzie, Hollands, Poo Poo, um, and the Amati party if you haven't, to just to grab some cash. I think I think that's the way you navigate these rookies at the minute. And uh, on conversely, on the contrary, take me back to year 12 English. Um, yeah, rookies we're trading in. Is it just... You're only looking at Van Ruin, or there's a, I don't know, Ned Moyle filled in for Jared Witts on the weekend. Dylan Williams scored 64. Don't know much about him. Tyler Brockman, shout out of 25. That's not real great. Um, Tyler Young in defense for the Tigers, 142K, already went up 40K. Um, that's not great. Samson Ryan, Nank out, but I just don't think he's that good. Um, yeah, it's slim pickings. Um, so do you have any trade-in rookie advice at the minute or you're looking at the 102K basement price strategy? No, I pretty much agree with all that, I think. Um, Ryan's probably the only one if you really wanted. Obviously, he's got the swing um, as well. But, yeah, I wouldn't really be... Wouldn't really be looking too heavily at anybody else. I think Brockman scoring... 25 this week is a bit of a blessing because I think he could have trapped a few people into getting him otherwise. And I think a small forward in the worst team in the competition is probably not somebody you really want in your team. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest of them, yeah, they're middling, I think, at best, really. Uh, Moyle probably goes back out for wits after this week. Um and then Williams isn't on the bubble as well, you know, as well as Moyle uh, for another week. So if he looks good again, then maybe it's a consideration, but I certainly don't think you'd be bringing him in this week. Um, yeah, I think Van Rien's pretty much the only one. And I mean, even then, as we said, key forward, it's not, you know, that, what is that, 90, 89 that he scored in the first week's going to disappear out of his system pretty fast. And if he keeps... Scoring fifties, he's probably not gonna probably not gonna do much for us. So, yeah, I think there's pretty pretty slim pickings this week. I think I'm becoming more and more inclined to 
to do what you're doing and hold trades. Um, I think it's really only that Dawson's going to go and Stewart are both going to go up this week and then Ridley's likely to go down that I'm sort of looking at. Um, looking at moving him on as like an aggressive move. But if you're not looking at doing that, then I don't think there's much reason to trade this week. Yeah, well, I mean, Van Ruin's very... Uh, he's solid enough on your bench. Like, uh, I think he's okay. Uh, like, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying not bring him in. I'm just saying he's not going to be the Harry Shees or anything like that. But he does have a nice run. Bombers, Tigers, North, Suns, Hawks. Uh, gee, that's a nice Clayton Oliver run, isn't it, Woody? You're going to be sweating that guy. Um, but, yeah, as I agree, um, yeah, if, if you can't live the next – month without Jordan Dawson or Tom Stewart, probably get him now. But otherwise I think um holding trades or just, you know, sitting on your hands is a is a good strategy this week. But we will um go into what we're gonna do this week. Um Witty, talk to me about um who we should be targeting in our upcoming trade plans. Are you we'll start here. Are you um a Brody Grundy guy? A lot of Rowan Marshall to Grundy people out there. A lot of, um, you know, wits to Grundy. Um, it's, it's. Uh, are you getting on the Grundy party? Absolutely not. No. Um, I think Gorn's back in what four weeks, five weeks. You know, I don't think he's going to make. Don't be wrong. He could make theoretically one hundred and fifty k in that time, and then you've got you know, if he does that, obviously he scored a shitload of points to go with it, but. I think when you know you're going to have to trade him out again anyway, combined with the fact that Sexy Rowan's still in over half the competition's teams, I don't think it's really, well, I don't think it's really a matter of, you know, urgency sort of having to do that. Um, I guess sussing with wit, whether he's like injuries more than a, a one week or something that's going to plague him going forward, it could potentially be something to look at but yeah i think sexy rowan's doing like you know he's not lighting the world on fire but he's like fine enough for now i don't think he's doing that badly that you really have to have to look at moving him on just yet but yeah i mean i guess you could do it but i don't think especially now that if i just check what grundy was on yeah, so he's already gone up 27K. Um, oh, sorry, he's already gone up. Yeah, already gone up 27K. And he's going to go, to be fair, he will go bonkers this week. But like at 540K, if you're bringing him in this week, for that to be worth it, because you know that you're not going to keep him. Like there's no way he's a top two ruck at the end of the year, is there? Like we've gone back. It's not happening. Well, yeah, I don't even think he beats Wits or English in this next month, to be honest. But um. Mm. It's just a lot of people are getting uh, obsessed with Grundy, that delicious man bun that he has. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't love the Grundy move. I, I think kudos if you were quick enough to see the wits news and you did it, or if you went decam to him. I think that's you've been kissed on the dick and that's worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll move into midfielders because this is this is funny. Um, who are you bringing in if you're making a midfield upgrade? Tom Libertore is chilling at the number two midfielder. Scott Pendlebury's third. Cripps fifth. Degoe's sixth. Mason Wood, your boy, ninth. Uh, Tim Kelly, tenth. Um, Caleb Sarong, eleventh. If you can't uh, gather listeners by now, it's not great. Um, Clayton Oliver's clear by, gee, how many points is that? It's like 70 points. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's is it LDU Josh Kelly are the only ones that you would consider bringing in, or have you got anyone circled, or is it Clayton Oliver or Bass, or just not even bothering bringing in midfielders at the minute because they all suck. Oh, I think it's definitely the last of those or the latter of those points. Um, I don't trust any of them really. Uh, yeah, obviously brought in LDU. Last week when he was, what's that, 570, 550? Yeah, when he was 550. So I think that's 560K. So I think that's, uh, that ship has somewhat 
sailed at this point at 590k. Um, I think Jelly at 580, I mean, might not be the worst, but I don't really see why you'd be moving a midfielder on right now. I think that would be my sort of point to that. I don't think there's really, you know, unless you are like that desperate for Clary that you wanted to bring him in, I don't think any of the rest of them are like, yeah, worth sort of moving on at the moment to get any of these blokes in. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think just hold your midfield mid prices because of this problem we have. Like you don't, there's no clear trading option, and Clayton Oliver's seven hundred and five k, so it's not a fun time trying to find the funds there. I think let's just wrap this up, Woody. Um, I think the key is to bring in a defender of your choice and just forget about the other lines. I think right now, um, it's. JVR, if you're looking for a rookie, and it's Dawson, Tom Stewart, um, Will Day, if he's not suspended, I think that's the best way to do it. Try push uh, Wilmot to your bench or people are rocking Lockie Cowan or something like that. Um, that would be the optimal strategy. Uh, we'll finish with vice captains and captains, everyone's favorite segment. Um, I like not touching the Friday night game um, just smells to me. I don't know why it just does. I feel like people are going to go lead and he's going to score an awkward 112 and then not, no one's going to know what to do. So I'm just going to avoid that. And I'm going Tim English because it's Mr. Automatic into Nick Dacos. What's uh, I do like Clayton Oliver, but you know, being in my time zone, I can't go Oliver into English. Um, if you can do that, I would, suggest that that's not a bad one but the three people that are killing it right now just stick with them oliver english dacos put them in your captain's plans and uh yeah have fun what are you where are you going with captains i think you're pretty much at the nail on the head it has just occurred to me that we could go dawson on thursday night against the blues uh could potentially be if you do have him or bring him in could potentially be one to do um I was very much on the uh, English into Dacos train, as we discussed earlier. Um, but looking at it now, I've just remembered um, that obviously this is gather round. And despite him not playing the Crows, this is uh, another case of Clary uh, at Adelaide Oval. I'm sure I don't need to remind you what's happened the last couple of times he's been he's been there. Um, pulling the Dizzy Gillespie 200, I think two out of the last three times he's played there or something ridiculous like that. Don't quote me on those numbers, but uh, could also be one to do. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's definitely any of those sort of four or five. I think what having one of English or Dacos is definitely sort of the way to go at the moment. Um, but yeah, only presently as I only have those two, I haven't decided fully if I'm going to bring in Dorset and obviously don't have Clary. I think they're probably the two that I'm looking at. But yeah, I think that's pretty much the pretty much the way to go. I don't think you'd pick a Bont or a McRae uh, at this stage. Definitely not a Dunkley. Um, probably not an LDU against the Lions uh, at the cow paddock that we're playing at. I don't really know how that's going to affect that. But, yeah, I think they're probably your two best options. Two high-scoring players in Supercoach, not named Clayton Oliver, so I think pretty silly not to not to roll with them. Yeah, I think pick two of the combination of Dawson, Oliver, English, Dacos. Yeah, I think really happy there. Uh, Witty, can you, just before we finish, can you go to, like, players and then sort it by highest break-even? Is that something you can do? on the super coaches because you're a big king that has the plus. Um, yeah, shout out uh, Deakin University. You're still yet to cancel that. Uh, <laughs> highest break-evens. All of these aren't relevant to super coach apart from maybe uh, Cogs, actually. Would be the relevant one here. I was just going to give a list. Oh, yeah. Some trade targets. Um, yeah. premiums to look at to bring in. I, I had yeah. like Sicily and Cogs circled. Is there anyone else there that's high? 
Laird, Laird 163 is one to look at. Steel obviously won't be back for a while, but also 160. Mills 155 is an interesting one, actually. He really is underperformed this year, isn't he? Um, Sinclair also, yeah. Par- I mean, if you're a Darcy Parish king, then yeah, go off. Um, uh, no, I kind of like that. Doherty dead. Yeah, everybody should have Dunkley. Yeah, that's pretty much the... Yeah, seems... Oh, Bont 139. Although he could easily hit that this week, so... Yeah, so I like that. I like that, least. About that. So we'll go, if you're trading, bring in like a Dawson, Tom Stewart this week. If you're not, just hold and look for Laird, Sicily, Cogs, maybe Mills or Darcy Parish if you're one of those kings. Um, Witty, thanks again. You are the man. Um, shoot your shot. What are we going to be ranked after this week? We can give the list. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, let's have a look at what the team looks like. So if I bring in, oh yeah, I guess it depends whether Constable plays or not because I probably start him over Cowan. Um, we'll go. Well, we've moved up every week, haven't we, both of us at this point? Although not by much last week. Yeah, I'm gonna seven K last week. I'll go I'll go I'll go conservative. We'll go seventeen K. I'll call it from twenty two. I think I'll go from twenty to fifteen, I think. Hopefully. That's pretty much what that's pretty much the way we've gone. So that yeah. would be that'd be about right, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, thanks again. You you don't know if you're gonna do trades. If you do, you're gonna go Ridley to Dawson, right? Yeah, Ridley to Dawson via Jones to a 102k, probably Chincotta guy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold trades yeah. this because I've used too many. But yeah, it's not it's not the most exciting week. If you have Doherty, obviously you have to get rid of him. And um yeah, I think that's that's it really. But uh thanks, Witty. Thanks everyone for listening. I'll I'll be on the Twitter, so follow us at the FB Addicts on Twitter, and uh, follow me personally, Andrew FB Addict. Uh, I don't know, I don't you know a plug, Witty, but sorry. Um, yeah, keep on the lookout, and I'll talk to you soon.